Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Vinny, is yours bouncing up and down? Yep, it is bouncing up and down. Michael, is yours bouncing up and down? Like big old titties. Right, three, two, two one, one, go. Clap. Why didn't you clap? <laughs> no one else clapped. That's oh, fine. We both we, Both of us clapped. Everyone don't, but don't, you clapped. Don't start gaslighting us into thinking we didn't clap. I can't even see you. Why can't you Why see us? I wasn't us? looking. I was watching Hindenburg. <laughs> oh, right. Whatever. Do you know what? Fuck it. We're going. Welcome, one and all, to the greatest podcast on earth. Goats, the show where we try to find the greatest of all time of everything. That's right, fucking everything. This week, as always, I'm joined by my two friends and co-hosts, Michael and Vinny. We've had a little bit of drums getting to this point. <laughs> How are we doing? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good, mate. I mean, that was very stressful. I mean, we've uh to give people a bit of an insight, we sort of upped the production value a little bit, and we were trying something new. We're recording audio in a different way, and we we can see each other now. I mean, yeah, up the production value is relative in the sense that it took us twenty five minutes to get to this point. Yeah, but that's my fault because <laughs> I'm a bit special when it comes to computers. Well, that's fine. And to be fair, you know, we in theory, the listeners now should hear a much crisper, cleaner sounding trio of goats hopefully yeah so that's great news that's really good news fingers crossed if it sounds like shit this has all been fucking useless (laughs) but anyway before we start we've got quite a bit of housekeeping to get on with so i'm just going to start rattling through firstly we've had so much support we had a bit of a drama today to give you a bit of a peek behind the curtain we record these a couple of a week early so today was the day when it went out late and obviously that was quite scary but it was also quite exciting that so many people messaged us asking where it was you know it was flattering if not slightly it was annoying that we fucked it up i think i fucked up well, i still don't really know how but i i think you did go upstairs didn't you and have a go at the big boys yeah i, did. I went straight up to acast yeah fucking punched a geezer what you're doing and uh and they saw it out straight away so that was great but yeah so thanks to all the people who are listening and thanks to all the people who messaged us and were getting over excited about where it was and that was really cool and like, just thank you everyone who's been sharing it. Like podcasts grow through word of mouth. It's not like YouTube where you get recommended podcasts. Like they only get out to people by people telling their friends. So like every time anyone does the telemate challenge, or even if you don't, if you just, you think that's a bit cringe and you just fucking tell me the mates, it's fucking huge. Like, 
our listeners have gone up and not by much like we're not fucking in the thousands or anything like that but it's really exciting so we're like i'm super super grateful and i know you guys are as well we really appreciate it yeah like that's been wicked we love you guys we love you we do genuinely we're on our road to become the new joe rogan you know if we <laughs> we play our cards right joe rogan's a pussy do you see you know we can all talk about how if we stretch for heart long enough we could probably suck our own cock <laughs> Which is what Joe Rogan was talking about recently. He was like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I've tried it. And if I stretch for a bit, I can get, like, the tip in. That's funny, because we <laughs> we spoke about that the other day as well, didn't we? With uh, the old Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, yeah. yeah. Do, do you think he took a page from his book? He's listening. To, he's stealing goats, isn't he? <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Do you think Marilyn Manson's there? Like, oh, I fucking, I took one of my ribs out and all I had to do was stretch. he he was at home listening to goats and he was like i fucked it boys i didn't Uh, realize not only did i rape all those people but i also completely wasted my time taking out this rib Uh, see michael john holding his laughter (laughs) (laughs) um but on the subject of our audio quality improving we've got quite a big announcement a bit of a Slightly cringe-inducing announcement from our perspective, but we're going to do it. We're going to bite the bullet. We're going to say it. That's why you're doing it, Seb. That's why I'm doing it, because I'm cringe anyway. But like we said, we've started trying to up our audio quality. And to do that, we've started paying for some bits and bobs. Like, we bought webcams so we can see each other. We bought some software so that we can record stuff better. And on top of that, we've had a lot... You know, we've had people being like, oh, what can we do to help? And blah, blah, blue. We've had some people asking if we're going to do stickers or anything like that. And we thought now seems as good a time as any to do what all white boys making a podcast will eventually do and start a Patreon. So if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a bit like OnlyFans, but for for like... Less cocks. But less cocks and tits and more podcasts. Basically, you can donate monthly to creators that you enjoy. Hopefully that's us. And in return, we'll give you some stuff. So obviously in the future, we'd love to offer you things like bonus episodes, early releases, ad-free episodes. Obviously, we don't have ads yet, so we can't give you ad-free episodes. Um, Like X-rated behind-the-scenes episodes, stuff like that. Blooper reels. Blooper reels. But we can't do that right now because we don't have that stuff. We're not quite there yet. So what we're going to say is if, for some reason, you have a fiver spare to give us to the show once a month we're gonna give you a shout out on the show and we'll send you some official or unofficial goats sticker in the post there's a post office right across my road i'll go out michael or Vinny will go out we'll post it to you that's what we're gonna do and you know please don't feel any pressure to join our patreon it's just in case someone wants to it's not a big deal at all I'm not expecting anyone to join the Patreon, so even just one person, I'd be yeah, over the moon. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, if, if two people joined their Patreon, it would cover the cost of the recording software that we're using, that we're paying monthly. Like, that's it. Like, that's literally all we're, we're kind of going for here. So if you do decide to do that, thank you. If you don't, I totally, we all totally understand. We will still be making this, even if you don't. We will don't hold worry, it against you. But... Don't worry. Yeah, if we see you, <laughs> tell all our friends like if i bump into one of my mates now i'm gonna be like um sorry are you not a patron because this conversation (laughs) is like actually just patron only so (laughs) this is like behind a paywall so i'm kind of giving you something for free now Uh, no we're obviously not going to do that 
Anyway, now all that awkwardness is out of the way and we can just move on back to our normal, slightly ridiculous selves. How's everyone doing? Have we all had good weeks, good weekends, good stuff going on? We had a great weekend, Seb. You came to uh you oh, came yeah, down did, to yeah. sunny old Devon. <laughs> um and we watched Liverpool raise the FA Cup. Jordan Henderson raised that trophy above his head and it was great night, wasn't it? It was magical. It was magical. Almost as magical as the Eurovision Song Contest, which we watched until one in the morning. <laughs> that yeah, I that was a first for me. Um Eurovision is not something I would really get into, but not gonna lie, it was banging. We got really into it. We started getting quite competitive. Which it is, was quality. It was really good. Our guy was fucking lit. It was the perfect situation because we came second out of a sympathy vote and we don't have to host it. So Yeah, we, we sort of won. We did win. We won. We not just we won the moral high ground, which is the most important thing. So, yes, let's crack on with the episode. Vinny, have you got anything to say? Any big news? No. Perfect. Not having a baby or anything? Uh, no, I'm not. Well, let's start then. I don't see why not. So, without further ado, welcome to this week's episode of Goats. Before the internet, if one of your friends came up to you and said, I've just seen a viral sensation, you'd assume that they'd seen a musician with AIDS. (laughs) But now, going viral isn't a death sentence. In fact, it can be a lottery win. With the advent of social media and web-based video hosting, the human race has boomed into a new age of fringe videos, weird Twitter accounts, internet personalities, and collectively reigniting a celebrity's career as a bit of a laugh. Big up, Keanu Reeves. They wouldn't have made that fourth Matrix film without us, and it was fucking shit. But what makes a great viral sensation? And which is best? Well, that's what we're here to decide. So, without further ado... I want to hear what Michael has to say about the greatest or what he thinks is the greatest viral sensation of all time. Well, obviously I'm going to kick it off with a couple of honourable mentions, as is quite typical. So I'm going to leave the suspense on who I think is actually the greatest viral sensation of all time. As long as you don't go on a 20 minute ramble about how you're afraid of what you might pick because of the online viral sensation community might get you. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna open with yeah, a twenty minute rant. Or a twenty minutes of nonsensical bollocks about LSD. You know, either one. Hey, I won that one. I won that one. (laughs) No, I'm gonna open with some proper shouts. So the first one that I thought of, I, I can't I don't even know why. It's not even that big of our sensation, hence why I haven't picked it, but I thought I would talk about it. Does anybody remember Will It Blend? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do. Oh, I thought it was just me for some reason. But yeah, Will It Blend? That is the question. It started in 2006 and it's a YouTube channel which was used to promote Blendtec blenders. And basically they just asked Will It Blend? They chucked anything in their blender to prove it could do it. It's a genius viral marketing campaign because it works. Everybody in 2007 wanted to see an iPhone get blended. It's just hosted by some random fella who blends the stuff he's still going now is he yeah their last video came out like it was either three months ago or a year ago between that sort of time frame they've died down on the weekly updates they've run out of things to blend there's only so many times you can do blend an iphone well i mean i suppose you could probably do it every year a bit like apple do it every year but oh. you know, it gets a bit boring Woo! hot take hot take <laughs> 
But um, yeah, he blends the stuff. He opens up the lid. He says the perfect catchphrase. Let's pretend he's blended the iPhone. He'll say, iPhone dust. Don't breathe that. And um, that's it. That, that's Blendtec Blenders. It's perfect viral because it's the same format every single time. And everybody watches it. I remember in the early YouTube days just being obsessed with Will It Blend. Everybody was obsessed with these like little niche random videos. It's got 290 million views in total. Jesus so They've done pretty well for themselves, the Will It Blend guys. And... To be fair, every time I saw it, I was like, you know what? That is the blender to get. If ever I need a blender, which I definitely don't need a blender, what am I going to blend? Smoothies? Nah. Your iPad. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I would get a blender because I know that it, if it can blend an iPad, it can blend a banana. How much is a blender? I don't know. <laughs> Do you work for Blendtec? <laughs> because you're Have selling me this idea quite well. <laughs> they're quite cheap. Oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. A Blendtec juicer... Fucking hell. It's a grand for a blender. Wow. Wow. It could probably blend nails. For 600 quid, you can get a... 600 quid? Yeah. But that'll probably blend a small child or something. The thing is, if you're using it at home, you're only blending apples and oranges, aren't you? You're not actually blending iPhones, so I don't know why you need a 600-pound blender. Has anything ever defeated, will it blend? No. They're undefeated. But I guess they just pick things that they know they can blend. They probably have been defeated, but they just didn't do that. Well, yeah, maybe if they did get defeated by, like, iPhone 50, they wouldn't they just put it wouldn't out, put it I suppose. Like, they just yeah, maybe. On one that. of those Nokia brick phones. No, no, they blended those. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, annihilated that. Yeah, honestly. Impenetrable like... object meets uh, unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything they can blend. But um, I didn't pick Will It Blend. I just thought it was quite an interesting, little, like, niche one. Here's another interesting one. This was very big in 2007 and uh, started an entire culture and movement. It's very, very famous. I'm going to play a little song before I introduce it uh, just to see if I can sort of trigger your brains a little bit. So I just want to hear your reactions to this song. Give me a sec. Two Girls, One Cup. Oh! But yeah, Two Girls, One Cup uh, came out in 2007. It was actually, I didn't even know this, Two Girls, One Cup wasn't the video. That was a trailer for a movie called Hungry Bitches. (laughs) Brazilian movie. (laughs) And they were hungry. Um, (laughs) Hungry for that ice cream, right? (laughs) Yeah, it sparked the viral trend of reaction videos and also the viral trend of shock videos. Unfortunately, it's got a pretty disgusting impact in that sense. You've got like three guys, one hammer, one man, one jar. It's a number something, a number something grim is the sort of format there, isn't there? And there's like thousands of those videos after Two Girls, One Cup. Wasn't Two Girls, One Cup ice cream? Wasn't that the whole thing? Yeah, so the fella... He did go to court to try and prove that it wasn't poo, and he sort of proved that it it was poo. He went to court over it. Do you want to explain to any audience members who, for some reason, haven't seen Two Girls on Carp, what is going on? Well, I, I, imagine two ladies and uh, a cup, two girls and, and one cup, and in the cup they're eating, they're pooping, one of them poos in it, the other one eats it. Then they're sick, and then I remember it looked like a they, like a they eat a bit of that, and stuff. it looked like a Mister Whippy. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Like it came out like a Mister <laughs> Whippy, like the little like spiral. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a bit of kissing with the with the poo and that. I remember that. Yeah. Is it still out there? Oh, of well, course, I, it's still out there. Sure don't don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's it's grim. It's it's rank. You're gonna get more people to watch it just by saying don't watch it. By the way, I know, I know. I just wish they'd listen to me. Don't watch it. But I mean, there was you know, it sparked reaction videos and that sort of like the challenge to try and watch two girls one cup was sort of more viral and famous than the video itself. Like you would sit your friends down and go, "Oh, have a look at this video. See how long you can watch it for." Looking at Seb's face reaction now on the camera, he's definitely Googled it and it's still up. It's so much worse than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. But um, a huge, huge viral sensation was Two Guys, One Cup. And I didn't know this, but one of the most viral reaction videos to it was Kermit the Frog. Obviously, I didn't pick that because I didn't really want to research any more about the poo and stuff. So, But I thought it was interesting. But what have I actually picked? What is actually the greatest virus sensation of all time? Well, let me take you back to a much more simple time. 2016. Wasn't that a good year? Wasn't that nice? Without COVID and Brexit and Boris Johnson. Wasn't 2016 considered like the wor- like at the time the worst year in modern history because like all those celebrities died and there was Trump getting elected and Brexit was last year... You read my mind because um, 2016 was very famously the year all the celebrities died. I've even got a list. So in 2016, Bowie, Prince, George Michael, Alan Rickman, Muhammad Ali, Victoria Wood, Gene Wilder, all dead. Jesus. R.I.P. and many, many more. But these are like sort of the ones everybody knows. I was convinced during 2016. I was like, the Queen is definitely going to die this year. She's still kicking. So respect to her, she survived 2016. But there's one name on that list that's missing. And I think, you know, it's the most destructive, it's the most heartbreaking name on that list that's been omitted. Oh no. It's Harambe. <laughs> Hang on, did Harambe die in 2016? On the 28th of May, 2016, our Lord and Saviour Harambe was shot dead. R.I.P. And we just have one second of silence for Harambe. Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, Harambe, that's my pick for the greatest virus sensation of all time. So, Harambe, who was he? If you don't know, if you can't remember Harambe, he was a 17-year-old Western Lowland male silverback gorilla, and he was a fucking beast. He weighed 200 kilograms. 200 kilograms. To put that into perspective, the rock at his heaviest ever weighed about 122. So... Harambe makes The Rock look like a right pussy. He's nearly twice the size of The Rock. He's an absolute monster, Harambe was. An absolute <laughs> monster. I need to... Please correct me if I don't say was, because obviously that would be quite you know, offensive to Harambe. Yeah, exactly. So what happened? 28th of May, actually the day after the big fella's birthday. So he's just turned 17. He's had a bit of a bender the night before, I imagine. He's been on the bananas and the... Probably licking them salt cubes and that. And uh, do gorillas do that? I don't know, probably. So yeah, on the 28th of May 2016, a three-year-old boy, very curious three-year-old boy, really wanted to go into the gorilla enclosure. So what he did was he climbed over a three-foot fence, which is about a metre, it's not very big. He then climbed through about four feet of bushes and fell approximately 10 to 15 feet or so into the water moat that was inside the gorilla enclosure and they can sort of go in there and have a little splash about. The zookeepers shit themselves, obviously. 
there's, like I said, Harambe's 200 kilograms, and there's a three-year-old boy in there, probably weighs about two stone. So they call all the gorillas back in, the two female gorillas, they go back in, Harambe's like, hmm, nah, I don't fancy that, he's probably, I mean, he was probably a bit hungover, to be fair to him, you know, he's probably not listening. And he's gone over to the little lad, he just wants to have a little bit of a look. Now, there's a video of it, and it's pretty horrifying, I hadn't seen the video till it came out, and maybe I'm looking at it now through, like, tinted glasses, because I'm a bit older, and I've got a child who is three. But I, it was pretty scary seeing a massive 200-kilogram gorilla walk a three-year-old boy through some water and chuck him about. He chucked him about? I didn't know he chucked him about. Well, I mean, this is the thing. So Harambe is quite agitated at this point when he's going over to the boy because obviously everybody looking is screaming and shouting and he's getting quite irate. So he's sort of picking the boy up and, you know, what's a three-year-old boy to a 200-pound gorilla? It's like picking up a tennis ball. You know, even if you're just moving it gently, it's pretty aggressive. He's like swinging him around, dragging him through the water, running about with him, picking him up, plonking him down, standing him up, moving about. For about 10 minutes, the boy was in there being sort of tossed around by Harambe. So the zookeepers took the decision to put him down, literally put him down instantly. They shot Harambe and he died instantly. They went in, they saved the boy, you know, the boy came out, he was taken to hospital, no life-threatening injuries, nothing like that. So that's the end of it, you know. Gorillas, shot, horrible incident, three-year-old boy's life is saved. Happy days. No. (laughs) Of course it's not happy days because it's 2016 and everybody's got an opinion and the internet exists and so do viral sensations. So this sparked huge, huge controversy. Everybody was saying, well, why did you shoot the gorilla? Why didn't you put him down? What were the parents doing? Why have they let the boy into the enclosure? What about the zoo? Surely they are being neglectful. You know, how is a boy even getting into the enclosure in the first place? All very good questions. So what we'll do is we'll just go and debunk some of them. We'll start with the gorilla. It was pretty apparent early on that obviously you can't tranquilize a 200 kilogram gorilla. All you're going to do is piss it off and it will probably take between five and ten minutes to work anyway. And a pissed off silverback gorilla with a three-year-old boy in his hand is probably not ideal. It's quite a rare circumstance. Kids generally, not every day, going in and playing about with gorillas. So they took a drastic decision in weird circumstances just to shoot him. And I think you'd have to say, if, if that was your child, you would say fair enough. Do you know what I mean? So That's interesting because when you watch like... Um, do you remember there was a bit... It's not so popular anymore, but for a while there was them shows where they'd go out and... Obviously, it never showed, like, the real boots on the ground kind of looking after animals in, like, some wildlife park in Africa. They'd always just show, like, the one guy who got to fly around in a helicopter and, like, blow dart rhinos all day. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's because we need to tag him. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of just, like, you know, making sure they've got enough food. But they never show that. They'd show the guy who, like... (laughs) And then hit the fucking rhino and the rhino would be running along and then it'd just tank it and fall over and then they'd like tag it. That always felt quite quick. I know, but I think that's probably the magic of editing, isn't it? And even then, like, even if it does take like 20 seconds, let's say, like in the videos, like you said, you literally said the rhino tanks it and then falls over. If a gorilla tanks it and swings that arm and that boy's in there for even 30 seconds before the tranquilizer hits, that boy's getting yeeted. Can you not... I know, I know that I'm starting to sound a bit like um, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to j- join the the Harambe Brigade, but could you not tase a gorilla? 
No. Sometimes tasers don't work on people. They didn't work on Raul Moat. Exactly. Exactly. Depend- like, and he, he was a big fella. Like, the amount of muscle, fat, water retention, all these factors play into tranquilizers and tasers. And, you know, if Harambe makes Dwayne Johnson the rock look like a pussy, what does he make Raul Moat look like? Harambe would annihilate Raul Moat. No, he wouldn't. He would. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Raul Moat. A 200 kilogram male silverback gorilla would annihilate Raul Raul Moat had a Mohican and a sawn-off shotgun. Well, yeah, obviously with the gun, he'd probably win. No, he wouldn't. Harambe could take a bullet. Well, he clearly couldn't. (laughs) He clearly couldn't. Oh, dear. (laughs) The reason I brought it up is because they tried to tase him and it didn't work. Yeah, it, yeah, and it wouldn't have worked on Harambe if he had taken 20 tasers. He was that hench. They literally had no choice but to just shoot him. It was... They didn't have time to think about Tranquil. It was just... Well, they had 10 minutes. Well, they didn't... They didn't. I didn't think they wanted to have 10 minutes. That was... as They had to use that... They came to the decision in 10 minutes to shoot him. It wasn't like, let him chuck him about for 10 minutes and we'll see what we'll do. That was how long it took them to scramble, get the firearm, get the fella down there and shoot him in the face sort of thing. I don't think that they made the wrong decision. If I'm wrong, tell me in the comments. But they had to do something. What were they going to do? Like, yeah, tranquilise him and potentially watch a gorilla rip a three-year-old boy in half. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's Can't get away with that. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's your sadistic fuck, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, breaks him over his knee and splits him apart. Like from Mortal Kombat. Fatality. Harambe <laughs> wins. <laughs> It would have been exactly like that. So that sort of, you know, it puts the zookeepers in the clear. The parents were investigated for, you know, any wrongdoing, but prosecutors found that they hadn't done anything wrong. I mean, you know, we're never going to get any details on what happened. I don't think any parent would, like, knowingly just watch as their kid stumbled into a gorilla enclosure. You're not just going to be like, oh, let's let him go over the fence, whatever. You know, so I kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt there. So, the zoo, this is an interesting one. Now, the zoo enclosure was inspected a month before the incident and was found to be compliant, so the enclosure was perfectly safe and there was no risk of getting in. Obviously, that wasn't true, because when they investigated after the Harambe incident, they instantly found that it was uncompliant and ineffective, which doesn't really need to be said. Of course it's ineffective. There's a fucking kid in the gorilla enclosure. Obviously. So... If anyone is to blame for the incident, it would be the zoo because, like, the reason why I said the numbers, a metre high fence and four feet of bushes to then jump down the hole. That's not very big, is it? Three feet. That's tiny. You know my kid. I think he could climb over a metre. From what I can sort of assume, I think they probably thought, oh, the enclosure's safe because you'd have to be stupid to, like, jump in. So they didn't need a massive fence before the big drop. If you can imagine it, like they just put a little fence there, you know, no one's going to try and get over there and then walk and then jump in the thing. But they didn't realize that kids are stupid and they're inquisitive and curious and they just do mad shit like jump in the gorilla enclosure. Have they increased the size of the fence now? Do you know the, the zoo? They must have. I couldn't find any specific details, but it was found to be uncompliant. So they would have had to have changed it to get it back into compliance. So and no one's there's not been another Harambe. There's been no sequel. So. It must be fine. Harambe 2. <laughs> Harambe 2. Revenge of Harambe. Besides the three-year-old fucking whacking around this little gorilla. 
<laughs> they dropped a baby gorilla in the kid enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think it would have a baby gorilla and a and a baby human? Obviously, a baby gorilla. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I think a baby gorilla could have most adults, can it? How big are they? Baby gorilla. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Baby gorilla height. Five feet? What? Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. no. That can't be true. That's two kilograms. Yeah, but are you talking a baby like fresh out the womb? Or are you talking like a toddler gorilla? Because they're quite different. Because human beings are inherently born not ready, aren't we? We're, like, not ready. Like, a giraffe can run within, like, two days of being born. But a human takes about three years. No, I mean, like, a a relative toddler of a gorilla. So, like... Um, a couple months. A couple yeah. months. Because, like, you know, a two-year-old gorilla is, like, a full-grown gorilla. That's going to fucking annihilate a toddler. I think a couple-month-old gorilla could probably have a whole daycare centre. All of these who would win in a fight is just, I don't know if this can stay in, but it's just reminded me of, so when I used to work in the factory, which I hated, the day I got sent down to work in what I called the gulag, which was like, there was two sites. There was the main site and then the really shit site where you had to do really shit work. The day I got sent down there, the floor manager came up to me and my machine wasn't running because something had gone wrong and I was like being a bit slow at fixing it. And he was like, oh, Seb, you, you look quite intent and i was like really staring and he thought i was intently trying to work out what was wrong with the machine i just turned around to him and went who do you think could win out of a fight 
Jackie Chan the size of a lobster or a lobster the size of Jackie Chan? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, wait, definitely um, the lobster the size of Jackie Chan, 100%. Those claws, man, that would fuck anyone up. Yeah, but Jackie Chan's mental. (laughs) Yeah, but Jackie Chan, like this, he's like a foot tall. (laughs) He can't do shit. Oh, mate, he'd be lethal. I love the who would win in a fight. It's, who would win in a fight is part of goats, isn't it? It's part of like, that's why we do this show because it's all about debating what's the best, who's the best. It's all part of it. I love who would win in a fight. I wish we should do a who would win in a fight special, I reckon. We will do. Yeah, we could do that's on Patreon. That's on Patreon. Come to the Patreon. The two patrons that we get after a year can listen to who'd win in a fight, a lobster the size of Jackie Chan or Jackie Chan the size of a lobster. Yeah. Or a baby gorilla versus a thousand small children. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting back onto gorillas, Harambe died in 2016, but the memes didn't. And this is when Harambe was immortalised in pop culture forever, and why, when I mentioned the name of some random gorilla in America, you both knew exactly who he was, because he was instantly thrust into being one of the greatest virus sensations of all time. Like I said, he was completely immortalised in pop culture and meme lore forever, and his legacy will live on R.I.P. Harambe. The main meme was sort of what I'm doing now, posting super exaggerated over-the-top tributes to Harambe. Um, You know, rest in peace, sweet Prince Harambe, you'll be missed forever, hope you're up there in heaven. Alongside pictures of all the dead celebrities of that year. So sometimes if you Google Harambe, you'll see like a big picture of heaven with Alan Rickman and Muhammad Ali and all these legends. And somewhere in the back, just sneaking, you might have to squint your eyes. There's a little gorilla head there. Oh, there he is. There's Harambe. (laughs) We wore Harambe in memoriam armbands, like at a football pitch when we all went to Creamfields. Did we? Yeah, no, we definitely had Harambe bands. We did Harambe bands. Yeah. That's a good story for another time, the time we all went to Creamfields. That was banging, wasn't it? I didn't realise that we did the Harambe meme there, though. That would have been the same year, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're part of the Harambe culture. He's got to be the goat now, Seb. Fuck off. Don't try getting in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> you had a Harambe tattooed on your arm. I've got a Harambe tattoo on my ass. We are Harambe boys. We're Haram boys. The biggest Harambe meme, talking about Haram boys, was a... Uh, and I forgot about this, actually, until I heard the phrase. But does anybody remember Dicks Out for Harambe? Dicks Out for Harambe, yes. I have a, I, I have a story about that. So 2017, first year for me, I was in my first year at uni. And the first week, if you're not sure about uni culture, so the first week of every year is what's called Freshers Week. The freshers who are basically the, uh, the first years at the uni. And basically everyone just gets shit-faced. Everyone has sex with everyone and just... You know, it's 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 how you like meet a lot of people basically through freshers. And anyway, so I went to a like a, a freshers night in town, in the place I went to uni, and uh, I was really really fucked. And like the whole week, everyone I remember everyone like was loving the dicks out for Harambe meme. Like you'd just be like go on your way to the club, and someone would be screaming dicks out for Harambe, and you'd obviously scream it back because <laughs> you know, rest in peace, big man upstairs. So. One of these nights uh, on Freshers Week, uh, we went out and I was really, really shit-faced. But I remember this extremely vividly. I remember walking into the bathroom and it was absolutely crowded in there. All the um, urinals were taken. So I went to the stalls and there were three blokes stood outside one of the stalls and they were chanting. They were chanting like, dicks out for Harambe, dicks out for Harambe, like all together in unison. I came up to them and I was like, 
like one boys like what's 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 going on here and they were like saying to me like dicks out for rambo and they're giving me the eyebrows you know, they're, like you know <laughs> giving me the eyes and they all whipped their cocks out and started like flapping them in, in like a little circle and i was like yeah all right then so i whipped my cock out <laughs> we, 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 all, uh, I don't know, we, we sort of just had a gay old time <laughs> our cocks out for a couple no. seconds no that didn't happen <laughs> That's not true. No. That's no. not true. Yeah, that did happen. No, it didn't. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's wow. it. Wow. That's my story. So you got your dick out for Harambe, that was what you were saying? <laughs> yeah, in the back of a bathroom store, I was absolutely twatted. <laughs> I didn't think that uh, Willy Time with Seb would ever be topped as a feature, but I tell you what, Willy Time with Vinny is extreme. If you are one of those boys who uh, did the dicks out for Harambe, uh, dance please get in touch <laughs> i'd love to hear from you <laughs> dicks out for rambe that was a big thing it was a pretty popular movement as uh vinny just explained he uh partaked with some total strangers in the toilet of a nightclub harambe for president is the last one that was quite big in 2016 like you said vinny donald trump was voted as the president of america in 2016 but Harambe nearly got it. So Harambe got 5% of the presidential vote, which was more than the American Green Party nominee. In an alternative reality, Harambe, dead Harambe, may I add, Harambe's rotting corpse is sat in the Oval Office with a nuclear launch code. Probably would have been safer, really. <laughs> and he couldn't have committed yeah. sexual assault. So winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, I know, exactly. So yeah, and in fact, actually no, I've got one last little bit of trivia. In 2019, Elon Musk got a rap song made about Harambe. It's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely horrendous. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. But I thought it was funny because Elon Musk did it in 2019. What a weird thing to do. Apparently it was an April Fool's joke. You shouldn't joke about Harambe's death, Elon Musk. You prick. So anyway... A Rambo dog's got a laughing matter, right? But that's it. That's my pick for the greatest viral sensation of all time. Harambe's legacy lives on even today. Statues and tributes are being made and erected. There was a statue put up in America last year. So, you know, Harambe will be forever. He is forever immortalized in pop culture. It will be in 2050 when they open up the internet after it's died and they go through what was what and they get onto the folder that says Harambe, that folder's going to be bursting with content and they're going to be, their mind's going to be blown. They're going to be fucking confused is what they're going to be. They're not going to know what was happening. They're going to be all of a sudden started worshipping this huge gorilla for absolutely no reason. That's Harambe. Um, Rest in peace, sweet prince. I hope your legacy will live on forever immortalised in this podcast as the greatest viral sensation of all time. See you later. Well, I liked it. I don't know if people will remember Harambe in 2050. Of course they will. They didn't remember him, I think, seven months after he died, to be honest. We can only at this point just wait and see. Not only is he a dead great ape, but he's a dead meme. Ooh. Ooh, dearie me. That was horrible, Vinny. Take that back. (laughs) That was too far. (laughs) He's absolutely fucking wretched. <laughs> I was just about to give a passionate speech about how Harambe is still relevant. He's still the forefront of my mind every night before I go to sleep. But after that, I mean, 
can't believe he just said he's dead and he's a dead meme. <laughs> that is a horrible thing the to say. The truth hurts. The truth hurts, boy. He's dead. Slander his name like that, laughing and joking about Harambe. It's not a laughing matter, I told you. Well, look, I liked it. I did like it. I, Harambe does hold a place in my heart. I can't lie. Like I said, I remember Harambe at Creamfields. I remember dabbing for Harambe. That's the most 2016 thing I've ever heard in my life. A good old dab. People don't dab enough anymore. No, dabbing is dead, and I'm bloody glad about it. it was I saw, I've seen you dab, Michael. Don't no, you pretend haven't. you haven't. I have. No, you I haven't. watched you dab. I also, it's really weird that you mentioned dabbing. Well, maybe I mentioned dabbing. But I um, just today I was showing a colleague at work two pictures from my trip to Vietnam that was this same time period. One where I was dabbing on a temple, nice and respectful. That's the worst thing I've heard today. And another where I had dabbed so hard in a club that I'd need myself in the face. That is embarrassing. And it is a picture of me in a mirror in Vietnam holding my lip up as blood poured down my face. But yes, I like Tarambe. Obviously, I never met the guy, um, but he seemed like a good bloke. I'm, to be honest with you, weirdly, I think I'm more on Harambe's side than Michael. I think they should just, you know, fucking natural selection, isn't it? Who let him in? <laughs> fucking, if a toddler can't beat Harambe in a fight, he doesn't deserve to live, does he? <laughs> oh, God. Darwinism. Exactly, Darwinism. The weak get cold from the herd. The weak should fear the strong. Exactly. That toddler should have feared Harambe's might. Exactly. And it's only a sign of how degenerate we've become as a, as a, as a species that we've started mollycoddling our toddlers to the point where they think they can fall in the gorilla enclosure and make it. Fuck off. That kid was dead and buried. <laughs> yeah, stop looking at fucking... Michael's looking all upset because now he's got a kid and if my kid fell in the gorilla enclosure, <laughs> I'd want fucking Harambe to die. <laughs> Fuck you. It is funny you say that because I, I have some vague recollection of when Harambe was shot. I think I was, the, my first instinct was, what'd you fucking shoot it for? <laughs> so, at this halfway point, obviously we've heard Michael's argument for Harambe. I liked it. I'm a big Harambe fan. I'm a Haram boy. And it will always hold a place in my heart. I don't know if it's the goat yet. I haven't heard Vinny's. So that's yet to be found. But I thought I'd just give you a little nugget of information because I was going to say like, oh, let's all talk about the viral videos we remember. We've been doing that this whole thing. Like we do, we do, normally at the midway point, we ask some questions. I kind of thought that was a bit redundant for this one. So instead of that, I did a little bit of research about the first ever viral video. Do you guys know what the first ever viral video is? It wasn't Charlie bit my finger, was it? No, I was way before that. It's way before that. Was it before YouTube? Yeah, it's pre, pre-internet, pre I'm going to say. Pre-internet. Pre-internet. Would it have been something that you would have Bluetooth on your phone? No, way before that. It was a video though, right? It was a video, yeah. An actual video? Yes. Was it a snuff movie, Animal Farm? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I was just... I, why would it, it be It was that? illegal in the UK. Like, I just... I don't know why I saw it recently, a thing about it. Anyway, no, it's obviously not that. So, long before the internet, a VHS copy of a 1936 educational film about the risks of marijuana was being circulated around college film festivals. The film, called Reefer Madness, shows the supposed risks of smoking cannabis. And basically, they found this... It was from 1936, they found it in the 70s, and it became like a viral video. It went viral for its, like, 
unintentionally campy performances and it's like ludicrous exaggeration of what the effect of smoking weed is. So like in the film, someone does a hit and run, another person kills themselves, another person attempts to rape someone and another person plans a murder all after just like a tiny like little tote on a joint and they just like absolutely lose it and it's so obvious that whoever wrote it and whoever filmed it and whoever started it had never smoked a joint in their fucking life this was so viral their depictions of like the effects of cannabis that it was re-released on vhs and the company that was releasing these vhs copies of reefer madness it got them so much like income they started producing their own films and that company was called New Line Cinema. Oh my god. And New Line Cinema have produced some of the biggest films of our generation. Holy shit. Fucking Lord of the Rings. They produced Lord of the Rings and they got their start from reprinting Reefer Madness on VHS. Holy fuck. What? Yeah. That's wild. That is insane. So yeah, that is widely regarded. Reefer Madness is widely regarded as the first ever viral video. In the 70s, it was getting put around. And I, I, I've i watched it. People still show it now. It's hilarious. I haven't seen it. I need to go and see it. It's really funny. So now that we've had a little bit of history about the first ever viral sensation, as it were, Vinny, do you want to tell us who your pick is? Yes. Yeah, so as usual, I have a lot to say about this pick. I've done quite a lot of research. And honestly, it was very intimidating because there's just so much on this person like so much just everything about everything in this person's life is on the internet like everything it's actually like it's frightening how much is on the internet and it was really hard to try find a way to condense it all so i kind of just talked about most of the main points and the reasons why they got so famous in the first place uh, as well as where they're up to now and general other weird parts of their life but anyway stop beating around the bush my pick for the most viral sensation ever, is a person by the name of Christine Weston Chandler, formerly Christian Weston Chandler, or Chris Chan for short, as you may know. Chris Chan, yeah. Chris Chan, yes. It's funny that you say that the like research was heavy. I heard that Chris Chan was the most heavily documented human being in history recently. Yeah, I was probably going to get into that, but yeah, like, I would say, without a doubt, Chris Chan is the most documented, like, meme of a person in, like, the internet age. And, like, genuinely, like, probably also the most documented person in the history of, like, just anything. Like, it's actually ridiculous how much information is on this person. Like, to do a lot of this research, I read up on a site called SonicChew.com, which is quite literally a Wikipedia dedicated to this person. What? Oh my god. So I'm gonna start off with a disclaimer. A cancel-proof disclaimer. So you can't cancel us <laughs> by law. You cannot, so don't even try. So nearly all of the events I know of in Chris Chan's life took place when Chris Chan identified as a heterosexual man. So there is the potential I may slip up and refer to them as he or him or his. Please note, I mean nothing by this, and hope I'll be corrected by my two good friends here. But I will be referring to them as Chris Chan because that is their internet personality name. 
I still think they want to be referred to as Chris Chan. Chris Chan's first experience of internet fame happened in 2007 when pictures of him in a tabletop gaming store were posted online, mostly on the Something Awful forums, which I'm not sure if they're still around today. They were pretty big in the noughties. And obviously 4chan, which is still somehow kicking to this day. Chris Chan was initially mocked for wearing kind of like strange clothes and uh, would always wear a strange medallion around their neck. Now, the medallion is actually Chris Chan's most prized possession. It's the Sonic 2 medallion. Now, hold up. I know what you're thinking. What the fuck is Sonic 2? Is it Sonic 2 or Sonny 2? It's Sonic 2. Sonic 2. So Sonic 2 is Chris Chan's very own webcomic series that he started in 2004 and featured the big quotation marks around this, this, uh, these two words, uh, original character <laughs> of Sonic 2. And Sonic 2 is quite literally what you get if you put Sonic the Hedgehog and you mix him with Pikachu from Pokemon. And it is literally just, like the character is literally just Sonic, but he's yellow and has Pikachu's tail, and, like, apparently that makes him an original character, according to Christian. I can see Seb furiously googling Sonic <laughs> 2 now, and, oh, and he looks terrified. <laughs> Don't go down that rabbit hole just yet. You, we won't see you for a while. I feel like my life just flashed before my eyes with some of the things that came up. Just when I typed, I just typed in Christian, and some of the things... I saw a guy in blackface. <laughs> yep. I saw a guy being arrested. We'll get to that. I saw a lot of really intense things. Did you see Sonic Chew? Yeah, of course I fucking did. Because that is what he's known for, Sonic Chew. So Sonic Chew was what he was originally found for. Um, so after Chris Chan's webcomic found its way onto such infamous sites as 4chan and the Encyclopedia Dramatica, which I, again, I don't think that's, uh, I think it's now defunct. Chris Chan was then propelled into internet fame. So the reason why it was so, you know, interesting for a lot of people online, this Sonic 2 series, is because the webcomics featured very childlike drawings, which were coloured in in, like, felt tip and, like, crayon. So quite literally looked like they could have been made by a child and had, like, some of the worst writing, just the cringiest, most terrible writing, full of just horrific, like, grammar mistakes, spelling mistakes, plot holes... You name it, it had everything. So the fame basically started to go to Christian's head. And after trolls, online trolls, found ways of contacting her, she began telling everyone and anyone that would listen every single minuscule inch about their life. And I mean everything about their life. It was just posted online without like anything. Like Christian would literally like post like her address and phone number like online and email address and be like but don't don't call me but here's my phone number don't call me i don't want any of them trolls calling me but here's my phone number anyway just in case so some of the details included being uh, a self-declared uh vwr which uh obviously stands for uh virgin with rage <laughs> <laughs> obviously <laughs> And uh, living <laughs> in their parents' house, which was basically a squalor. Uh, the very definition of squalor. I think they were both hoarders. And there's a lot of documented evidence of their house. And it's really grim, really disgusting place to live. But Chris Chan would even write essay after essay online about how they weren't able to get the attention of, quote unquote, 
boyfriend-free girls was what uh, Christian was aiming for. Aren't we all? <laughs> so, yeah, Christian would even go to public places like a park or a shopping mall and hold up a cardboard sign which read something like, I'm a 21-year-old male seeking an 18-year-old single woman. How did they not find someone? <laughs> After all this research, I'm still not sure. They were putting the legwork in hard. I never went to a shopping centre with a sign. So, the more online people found out about Chris Chan's strange life, the more they wanted to find out more. Does that sentence make sense? Yeah, the more they found out, they wanted The more, more they wanted to dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a group of trolls... So, this is organised trolling at this point. Like It's gone to this level. A group of trolls who named themselves the Miscreants began catfishing Chris Chan. And this is, this is like... I've read up a lot on Chris Chan. There's lots of like eras. So this is in the classic era of Chris Chan, 2007 to 2010. <laughs> and it's within the uh, the saga called the Quest Love, the Love Quest saga, pardon me, where he's trying to find a, a, a boyfriend-free girl. Their life has like fucking chapters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Sagas. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. And I actually found a, a, a name for people like historians who are really knowledgeable and really impassioned by learning more about Christian. They call themselves uh, <laughs> Christorians, and it's called like they, they study Christory. Because <laughs> isn't there? Sorry to keep getting sidetracked, but isn't there like a a sixty part documentary on YouTube that and each episode is an hour long and it's been going for like five or six years and it's still in production. Yeah, they're still making new episodes. So yeah, okay, so. Uh, I did check because I did watch the first like 18 episodes of this before I got too disgusted to um, carry on watching. So uh, I did check earlier and the moment, it's called Chris Chan, A Comprehensive History. First episode boasts over 3 million views on YouTube. Each episode's about 40 minutes and it's on episode 62 and still counting. Making the documentary... About 42 hours long oh on average. God, and you watched 18. At the moment. It's fucking insane. Yep. It's insane at Jesus. the moment. Yep. But anyway, get back to the uh, the Love Quest saga, did you say? <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things happening in the Love Quest saga. A lot of real life girls, a lot of fake girls, a lot of not fake girls, but, you know, most of them trolls other than the one girl who didn't want to hang out with him and anyway that's that's <laughs> I, I, I could be here for a while talking about all the girls in his life yeah anyway so one of these trolls from the miscreant group of trolls uh at the time was a 13 year old boy by the username blue spike he told christian that he was a girl called julie and had an evil twin brother called max obviously both voiced by the same kids because he's voicing both fictional characters so Blue Spike's alter ego, Julie, would spend hours on the phone with Christian most nights for months, even having phone sex with him on multiple occasions. Oh, God. Yep. 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 He's 13. It, it only goes down from here. Oh, no. Christian would tell Julie a lot of things about, like, the objects she would insert up her ass and the fact that they would usually, quote unquote, recycle their own semen after ejaculating oh my god <laughs> what does that mean i don't want to know don't please don't this tell me for goodness sake recycle your semen this is awful we can't put this on the internet it's already on the internet christian's whole life's on the internet and there's pictures to boot as well and videos which is not good <laughs> anyway so 
the fake relationship uh, of Julie came to an end when the miscreants ambushed Christian online and Blue Spike admitted that he was just trolling Christian the whole time. Blue Spike then threatened to leak all of the phone sex conversations and the fact that he's 13 and having phone sex with a 13-year-old is uh, kind of illegal. And they would share all of that unless Christian broke their prized Sonic 2 medallion into pieces and shoved it up their ass. To which Christian obliged. Oh, God. Oh, no. And there's audio evidence of this, and I've heard it, and it's not nice. Oh, my it's... God. This is so sad. I thought this was going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny. No, this part of the story is really not good. So, okay, that ended that uh, Julie saga is what we like to call it. So, yeah, that's basically some of the worst stuff. And, like, yeah, I've heard it in the Christian documentary, and it is not. It's not a pleasant listen, I'll tell you that. Other more fun misadventures of Chris Chan included a, uh, another guy who would make videos about how, in fact, he was the real Chris Chan, and that the other one, who is the real Chris Chan, was actually a fraud. And this culminated in both of them doing a sing-off competition <laughs> where the other Chris Chan, the fake Chris Chan, decidedly actually won it because he could sing and actually play guitar at the same time. Whereas the real Chris Chan isn't a singer at all and basically just like hummed whilst like pretending to play on his Guitar Hero toy. Uh, another funny misadventure is uh, Chris Chan once maced a GameStop employee because the new Sonic game at the time, Sonic Boom, had Sonic with the quote unquote wrong coloured arms. What? what? So he. <laughs> So Chris Chan maced this employee who probably had just, like, did not this care for his... Gazer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Chan has since been banned from all GameStops in the USA. As Sevic may have said before, Chris Chan is horribly homophobic, quoted as saying, I'd sooner get a sex change than be gay. Which they then did. Which they then did, yeah. They're horrifically racist as well. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't even... I didn't want to find any quotes for... No, probably <laughs> best. <laughs> Probably for the best. Hence the blackface thing that you saw, Seb. Yeah, the blackface thing. Are they yeah. st- Sorry to interrupt. I just need filling in for a second. Did Christian, did they make their own content at any point? Other than the webcomic that they drew in Felt Tip? Or is everything that's out there just from people trolling Christian? Uh, a lot of it is from them trolling Christian. Other people... I just kind of fascinated and just kind of want to dig deeper. I'm not really trolling, but more just interested in this bizarre human being, basically. Yeah, I think the thing about Christian is, um, yeah, it started with the web series and then they would be trolled. But Christian would post video replies to all the trolls, like publicly to the Internet. So as an onlooker, you could see what was happening all of the time. And that's why it got so big. And then more people get on the bandwagon and start trolling it because they they obviously know they're going to get a reaction and the whole world's going to see it. So it just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. So in a way, Seb, they are creating their own content because Christian was documenting their life for everybody else's benefit just on the back of the trolling and it was just going round and round and snowballing just like that. This is insane. Every day for like years, Christian would do like a captain's log where they would like film themselves just talking for like five, ten minutes and usually upload more than one of those videos every day and where were they putting them i'm pretty sure they had their own youtube channel i think most of it got taken down but i think all of it survived in like archive youtube channels 
Yeah. As well. And people would have recorded it at 4chan, you know, the regular places. Oh my god, lord. To get back on the topic of Chris Chan also being a horrible human being, being horrendously homophobic, a lot of the trolls would uh, take the piss out of Chris Chan because they knew how homophobic he was, and they would call Chris Chan homosexual, and, you know, Chris Chan would fucking hate that, basically. Like, that's the, you know, again, she's quoted in saying, I'd sooner get a sex change than be gay. And to uh, counteract this, one of the webcomics, I think issue number nine of the Sonic 2 Adventures, uh, featured an orgy of all the characters <laughs> <laughs> to prove that Chris Chan wasn't gay. Uh, they drew Sonic 2 having sex with uh, Rose Chu. <laughs> In graphic detail, I might mind you. In felt tip. In felt tip, yes. This is, yeah. It also included a really, really horrendous panel where one of the characters is, I think, like 14 years old in the series. And she's saying, oh, I want to get involved in all the fun. And then I think Rose Chu's saying something along the lines of like, I would also love you to get on the fun. But unfortunately, due to dumb laws, oh, no. <laughs> we can't include oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is awful. Right now, every word that you utter makes my life a bit worse. <laughs> it's awful. Seb, you shouldn't watch the documentary. It's, like Spinny said, it's 42 hours long. And going. It's not even finished. It's, it's unbelievable. I've seen a few of the episodes. It's unreal. Yeah. I find it so morbidly entertaining just seeing this car crash of a human being. And I think in the first episode, I remember seeing like one of the top comments on the YouTube video. It says something like, at the end of the day, there are no heroes in the story of christian everyone is a villain and it rings true everyone from like the people like harassing christian to christian themselves and christian's horrendously manipulative mother everyone involved was just a horrible human being and it is it's a tragedy from like day one it's all culminated in last year where christian what well, is currently awaiting trial as they were arrested last august on the charge of having incestuous sex with their mother. No! Earlier, I found the audio logs that they've been taken to court over of uh, Christian confessing about how they romanced their mother and had sex with them. Bear in mind, their mother's 79 and has dementia. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's pretty bad. This is depraved, all of this. It's not good. This is the worst thing that's happened to me in ages. <laughs> I know, yeah, th- writing this has been, like, I've got, like, it's really hard to, f- it's really easy, sorry, to fall into, like, a rabbit hole on the Sonic Tube, like, the Wikipedia, because there's just so many links, hyperlinks to, like, this day where they did this, and, like, this day where they did that, and, like, shoved this up their ass. you know. <laughs> everything about it is, it's so wildly, morbidly interesting to me, but it's also, like, I feel like I need a shower after reading a lot of the stuff that's happened. Can I just say, I'm just on Sonitude.com now, and there's a little, like, section here. It has been eight days since Chris has last claimed to be Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to that part of the documentary, but I'm pretty sure uh, around 2014, Chris Chan's mental health really deteriorated, and I think they have a God complex now. It's funny, because it was so good to begin with, their mental health. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. It's amazing to see how far someone can fall. Yeah, they've gone from rock bottom to even lower, and it's it's horrendous. But I do believe this is the GOAT viral sensation. I think like the longevity, the fact that people are still extremely interested in Christian, and the fact that like there's been actual evidence of two people who like met each other through their passions of Christian and actually <laughs> I'm not joking. And actually are now happily married. Oh my god. Couples have been made over the intrigue of this person online. Right. Do you know what? I just... I think I've had enough Chris Chan. <laughs> I think just to stop us talking about Chris Chan, or to stop Vinny talking about Chris Chan, we need to come to a conclusion on who the GOAT viral sensation is. And this has been shambolic from start to finish. From the moment we began, from us not being able to talk to each other properly for the first 25 minutes, to... To Christian, everything in between that was gold. I don't know what to do. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to be really open about my thought process here. On the one hand, Christian is obviously the most documented viral sensation of all time. It's undeniable. I've never heard anything like it. There's a 62-part YouTube documentary. On the other hand, I don't want to buy into it because then I feel like I'm part of it. And I feel like by crowning that the GOAT, I then become a part of the problem. The Christianiverse. You would be. This would be part of the Christianiverse. Christian was crowned as the GOAT virus sensation of all time. That would be fact. I think they deserve it after all they've been through. But they were also a huge racist. It's so difficult. Because on the one hand, they're clearly a bit summing. You know, let's not start diagnosing people. But if I said autistic, I wouldn't be a Oh, they have autism. Yeah. Well, that solves that problem. On one hand, they're clearly a vulnerable autistic person being bullied on the internet. On the other hand, they're a racist homophobe. And on the other hand, they're the most documented person on the planet. And that's a lot of hands. That's a lot of hands. And on the other other hand, Harambe is a bit of a dead meme. I love Harambe. Harambe will always hold a place in my heart. I have to now make a choice, not just for goats, but for us as people and what we want to represent us. And my two choices are a dead 2016 meme about a gorilla or some of the worst human just awful i've ever heard and i genuinely still as i'm saying this don't know which one to pick the trouble is is in my heart just be careful because if you say in your heart this is this is you seb you're portraying yourself as a human being now i know i know and i think anyone who's listening will feel the same really if they search their soul a viral sensation before it's anything before it's some fucking meme that your mum knows about before it's anything, it's just the internet going wild for some random shit. And I feel like memes have become memes of memes. Like making Keanu Reeves a meme was like a and it's like a meme upon a meme upon a meme upon a meme. But the OG is just finding some random autistic kid in a comic book store in the middle of bumfuck nowhere America and making them the most documented human being on the planet, including them smashing up a Oh no. <laughs> including them smashing up a medallion and shoving it up their ass because they were bullied by internet trolls. 
I don't know what to do. Because Harambe's so wholesome. It's just a kid getting beaten up by a gorilla. The gorilla getting shot in the process. It's just a gorilla getting shot on the internet. And the other one's a racist, homophobic, autistic kid getting bullied on the internet. And the worst bit is, I think that Chris Chan is the greatest viral sensation of all time. Thank you. Thank you for coming to that decision. I feel awful. I don't feel like there was any winners in that sentence. Michael's got his head in his hands. I've got my head in my hands. The only person who looks happy is Vinny. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I lost Gandalf and now I've fucking lost the Rambo. (laughs) What more have I got? There's nothing left. There's a 2016 version of me that's shaking myself going, what have you become? And I don't know in truth, but I know in my heart that that is the right answer and I hate myself for it and I hate this show and I don't want to do another one. Wow. See you next week, boys. (laughs) 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 Oh, rest in peace, Harambe. He's still the winner of my heart. I want to change my mind, but I can't. For good or bad, Christian is probably the greatest viral sensation of all time because of the amount of stuff and that's not good because it's not good it's awful that's what i'm saying I, it... d- I don't like it i want everyone to know i don't like it i don't like the fact they were bullied i don't like the fact they were racist i don't like the fact their life has fallen apart i don't like any of it but the truth is as viral sensations go they're the goat so on that note before this gets too depressing we should probably wrap things up that was a great episode it was a fucking long episode and it's going to be a beast to edit I hope the audio quality is a lot better than it has been in the previous episodes. And I'm so glad that you got to hear about an autistic 21-year-old shoving a broken medallion up their ass on such high-fidelity audio. Do we have any fucking telemate challenges to lighten the mood? We do, Seb. We've got one here. Did you see Hannah Stubbs's? Oh, yeah, I did. So we've got one here from Hannah Stubbs. You're right. She's messaged a few people. She messaged loads of people, in fact. She's messaged two or three. She said she's fuming because we didn't give her a better shout-out. But, you know, yeah, that's true. We did Slater in the last episode, didn't we? I forgot about that. We said A for effort. What was it? U for execution. Anyway, she's done a great job. She messaged her mate, Jack, and she said, Right, this is my friend's podcast, exclamation mark. I like how she's angry at Jack. She's taken out of frustration. Right, this is my friend's podcast. They gave me a shit shout out before and I want a better one. Can you just follow them and maybe listen if you want? Tar. And he wrote back, sure can, looks funny. And then she put, it's actually pretty funny, thanks. <laughs> and then she gave us quite a big, intense telling off. And we would just want to say, from the bottom of our hearts, fuck off, Hannah, try better next time. <laughs> 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 no, 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 we don't. Thank you very much, Hannah. We really appreciate it. You're doing the God's work. Yeah, that's two shout outs now. Keep keep it going. Keep telling everybody because it's the way this will grow. If you keep doing shout outs, we'll keep reading them out. That's the way it is. If Hannah does another six in the next six days, we'll keep them running. I swear down. And we'll keep making this quality content, Harambe versus Christian, for your listening pleasure. Has anyone got any other bees? Any last, last bits and bobs? No, nothing from me. Obviously, if this has floated your boat, check out our patreon it'll be in the description below also follow us on instagram also send us an email if you so wish if you've got any suggestions for episodes 
feel free to ping them in. And yeah, if you become a patron, we'll give you a sticker, a really good shout out, and we'll fucking love you forever. We genuinely promise lots of really, really good free content in the future because with that little bit of support, we can make this better and better and better. But next week, we are talking about comebacks. Whether it be sporting comebacks or a comeback in celebrity hoods, it could be anything and everything in between. Fantastic. We'll see you soon. Bye. Love you. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.